The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Each year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to festival custom. After they had completed its days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem. But his parents did not know it. Thinking that he was in the caravan, they journeyed for a day and looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances. But not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God and man. The Gospel of the Lord. Merry Christmas. Today, like every year, this first Sunday after Christmas, we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family. And it's a time of reflecting on how our Lord didn't just enter into the world 2,000 years ago, but he enters into our family life. He's meant to enter into our family life, to transform our family life. And whenever I get ready to speak on the family, I always like to call to mind and remind you, the listeners, of the family that I came from, which is my father who grew up in Ireland and was married when he was young and had three children and then got divorced. My mother also got married quite young and had two sons and then was divorced. So my dad met my mother and I was born. Yes. And about two weeks shy of my second birthday, my mother died of cancer. So then shortly thereafter that, my dad married a third time, had two daughters and a son, and when I was in college, they got divorced. That's how I became the family life office director.
But it is my family, and that is the family that I grew up in. It's the family that God called me out of. It's the family where I encountered Jesus. But it's not the family that usually we preach on on Holy Family Sunday. But my family's not unlike many of your families either. And oftentimes on Holy Family Sunday, the homily goes something like this. You all need to just be like the Holy Family. And then I see everybody sort of going, I wasn't conceived without sin. My husband sure isn't St. Joseph. And my kids are anything but Jesus. And when we look to the Holy Family, we really should be inspired by them. But also recognize that we're not them yet. That we're imperfect. You know, in a certain sense, like every family has problems. And our Lord wants to enter into those problems. You know, that's the point of the incarnation. And oftentimes we forget that our Lord didn't just enter into the Holy Family of Nazareth. He entered into the whole family of the people of God. If you came to the four o'clock vigil mass at Christmas Eve, the gospel reading is always the first chapter of Matthew and the genealogy of Jesus. And we name off all these names. And we're thinking to ourselves, man, it's all these names again. But who are those names? Like Those names are a bunch of people that are not the Holy Family of Nazareth. And we hear by name Tamar, who lost two husbands, then seduced her father-in-law in order to get pregnant by him so he would finally take care of her, not the Holy Family of Nazareth. And Rahab, the prostitute, who helped the Israelites escape, or to take Jericho. Ruth, not a member of the people of God, shouldn't have been married into that family. And Bathsheba, to remind us of David's own sinfulness. And at the end of that long list of names, it says, then was born Jesus. As if to say, Jesus was born into this kind of a mess to redeem it. And if he can be born into that family and redeem it, he can be born into my family and redeem it. He can be born into your family and redeem it. That's the message of the gospel. And so when we look at the Holy Family and we see their perfection, it would be natural for us to have one of two emotions. Right? If we're holy, we admire them. If we're not so good, we are just jealous of them. And we start making up excuses. That's when we start going, well, Mary was born without original sin. If I was born without without original sin, I would have had dinner done on time. And when we see people who are better than us, like we do, those are the two responses, admiration or jealousy. And admiration is this kind of admiration that will draw us into their life. 
and as we're drawn into their life and we journey towards them, we grow in holiness and love and joy. And most especially wonder. I haven't Googled this lately, but if we were to check on people's recommendation, like the secret ingredient for a happy family, there's probably like thousands of different things people would say, but today I'm gonna say it's wonder. Because that is the ingredient of the Holy Family. The ingredient in the Holy Family is wonder. And wonder is a word that we don't use very much. It's kind of an overused word. Like we say wonderful, just like anything. Like anything. Could be somebody has like bad news and we're like, wonderful, good. But wonder means that something is so good and so unexpectedly good that my heart sort of pauses in front of it and I can't believe it's actually happening to me. Like awe is when I'm in front of somebody that's so great that I feel very small in their presence, but I'm drawn towards them. And so when our Lord entered into the Holy Family of Nazareth, they were filled with wonder and awe, that gift of the Holy Spirit. Mary expresses that wonder when she says, how could this happen to me? Elizabeth expresses that experience when Mary visits her and she says, how could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? Every time Luke says Mary kept all of these things in her heart or pondered all of these things in her heart, that was an expression of wonder and awe at what God had done in her life. When we realize that Jesus wants to dwell with us and redeem us and transform us, the proper response is wonder and awe. And that wonder in the modern world is kind of dying because we think that we can understand everything. When was the last time that we actually experienced wonder in our families? Christmas is a great time of wonder, especially when you have really small kids, and they run downstairs, and they're like, he came, yes, and they're filled with joy, it's wonder. But in our modern world, because of one technology, we can always sort of find the answers to things. And we sort of think that we have the answers to things already. And it's not just like this kind of technology, it's all kinds of technology. It's modern medicine, the same thing. You know, within the family, I think the biggest wonder killer in the family in modern society really is contraception. And a lot of times when we preach on contraception, the commonly kind of goes like, well, contraception is bad, it's against church teaching, if you do it, then you're a really bad person. Get out of here, you sinners. It might sound kind of like that. But when I say this, I mean it in the sense that it does, it takes away wonder. 
Because we live in a world where people believe that only wanted babies should be born and every wanted baby should be born. Which means that we have an expectation as a society that we're going to plan when we have children and why and exactly when they're going to be born and they're going to be this far apart and they're going to grow up and one's going to be a lawyer and one's going to be a priest and one's going to do this and that's going to be my family and I'm only 25. And it takes away the element of surprise, in a sense. And the element of surprise is necessary to experience wonder. It's necessary to experience wonder. Hannah, in the first reading, she experiences wonder. She prays and prays and prays and prays and prays that she would have a child. Finally, God blesses her with a child. And what does she do? She's so filled with awe at the child God has given her that she gives the child back to God. And the child becomes a great prophet in Israel. She's so filled with wonder. And I've seen this in family life where, you know, sometimes there's like the, the unplanned baby that comes into the world. And parents are like, okay, I have no idea where you came from, but God must have sent you to me. And you have your own little life, and now I get to watch and see you grow up and see what happens to you. And it's amazing. I was with my brother over Christmas, and my niece is two. And I was just filled with that sense of wonder and awe as I watched her kind of express her personality and move around all these people. And then I kind of stepped back, and I looked at my sister-in-law's family, and the first time I met them, they were all, all her siblings were in school still, and now her brother and his wife were expecting a child. And I was just in awe of how families grow. And God blesses them. And these new people come into the world. And they just fill us with amazement. You know, that's where I found my own vocation. I found my own vocation contemplating how God had to take my dad, move him across an ocean, move him through all these experiences so that he would meet my mom just in time before she died so that he could make me. And I, at a young age, I would say, well, God went through a lot of trouble to make me, so there must be a reason I exist. What does he want me to do? I had that experience of wonder or being wonderfully made. And if we want to reinvigorate family life or find Christ in our families, it starts with having that experience with one another, of reinvigorating that sense of wonder and awe with regard to your wives, with regard to your husbands, to look at your spouse and say, God gave me this person. I can't believe that God gave me this person. He's been so good to me. To look at your kids and say, God gave me these little people. I can't believe that God gave me these little people. That's how we find Christ in our family, in the first and most fundamental way. And family life starts to die when we stop having that experience of wonder. Every single couple that I've ever counseled that was having marital problems would come into my office and the conversation at some point would sound like this. 
Father, I know my husband and he is never going to change. This is just who he is. This is it. Okay, well, have him come see me. Look, Father, my wife, she's, like, she's a tough person. Like, that's just how she is. Like, I know my wife. You don't know her. And then I was like, walk with these two people, trying to help them discover that sense of awe and with respect to our Lord. And what happens, they actually do start to change. And then I watched this same couple say, it's like I didn't even know this person. And they fall in love again. They kind of start over again from Jesus. And I've seen that happen so many times over the past year. Where two people start to discover themselves as if for the first time. To discover each other as if for the first time. And we can allow our lives to become so mundane by assuming that we know everything about another person. Most especially within our family lives. That's why it's so important for those of you who are married to have dates and to have dates that aren't business meetings. That means you don't talk about kids, jobs, finances, school. Father, what else is there to talk about? Right? You discover each other. Right? You let yourself discover the mystery of the other person. Because in that discovery, we start to find Jesus and we can say, Thank you, Jesus, for sending me this person. God gave me this person. Lord, I praise you for the wonder of my being. You know, this is what it means to reinvigorate our lives. And we all have to do the same thing with regard to our Lord. Because none of us knows our Lord perfectly either. It doesn't matter if you've always been Catholic, gone to daily Mass, studied the Catechism, done every single symbol on video. You still don't know our Lord completely. And there are some of you who have been coming to Mass and practicing the sacraments for your whole lives, and you still don't really know what Father's talking about when he talks about having a relationship with Jesus. And this year, during the Year of Mercy, our Lord is inviting you into a deeper intimacy with him to discover that he wants to enter into every aspect of your life and transform it. That he wants to transform your dysfunctional family that he wants to transform your heart, that he wants you to know, as St. John said in the second reading, that you are a beloved child of God. And so as a parish, we're giving out these books by Matthew Kelly called Rediscover Jesus. And it's really just kind of a simple, let me approach our Lord as if I don't really know him that well and get to know him at a deeper level. And so if you haven't picked up one of these books for Christmas, I encourage you to pick one up on your way out. Now, another place of doing that, of reinvigorating the wonder in our faith, is the Light of the World Retreat that's coming up in January, and there'll be an announcement after that, after Mass about that. Many people have had that experience of, I never really knew who Jesus was until I went on that retreat. Our Lord is calling you to let your hearts be transformed, and let your families be transformed during this year of mercy, so that he can transform our parish and our community. And today, let us pray for an increase in that spiritual gift of wonder 
and awe in the presence of God, most especially within our marriages, within our families, that we truly may encounter Christ daily in the relationships in our lives and prepare our hearts to receive him when he comes again at the end of time.